We're going to get right to this podcast with Caleb Oberg and his incredible company up in Minnesota. Folks, we do these things live from a conference floor or a trade show floor, so sometimes there is a little bit of background noise. You're going to notice that in the beginning of this podcast. Our apologies, but I did not want to hold this one back from you. It clears up as the podcast continues. So enjoy this one. Caleb, your entire team should be proud of all of your accomplishments and contractors. Take a lot from this because this guy is doing some incredible stuff up in Minnesota. Let's go. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Uh, if you haven't met this guy right here, I've been looking forward to meeting him, too. We've, we've met him passing a few times. Uh, Caleb Oberg, um, Oberg Roofing and Remodeling, I see now. Yep. Uh, you are out of? St. Cloud, Minnesota. Up there in Minnesota now. I've got a chance to, I feel like, know you a little bit more. We had Jessica Stahl, everybody, um, with Ignite Results on the show about a month ago. I uh, had wonderful things to say about you. But for those who don't know you, man, introduce yourself. Who is, uh, who's Caleb Oberg over here? Uh Who's Caleb Oberg? Well, I've been in roofing for 23 years now. Um, got started a long, long time ago. Uncle of mine had a roofing company out in Colorado, and uh, he'd been asking me to come out there for many summers, and I didn't want to do it because it sounded hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but eventually I got to a crossroads, and I went out there, bit the bullet. I was like, whatever, man, it's Colorado. You know, I get to see some scenery, check out a different state. I haven't really traveled much at that point, and um, yeah, I mean, now got a really nice company in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, gonna get kind of like living out my dream oh, yeah. of business and learning the other side of it, which I think is actually a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than roofing, that's for sure. What's the other side of it? Of the business? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the people, man. Like, honestly, it, it really is. And it, you know, is one of the scariest things of getting into business for me is like being responsible for so many people's livelihoods and um making sure that like i was gonna do it have a good business that could provide for them and their future and um ultimately i mean it's been the biggest blessing like to have all the people that i do at my company and just i mean it's like this huge team team Oberg. i mean it's just crazy you mentioned a minute ago about you know going out there and it being hard it was going to be hard difficult decision that kind of stuff yeah how many people do you see, um, whether it be in roofing as an entrepreneur, and like the hard thing to do is never an easy choice to make because it's like, damn, it's going to be hard. Um, did that cross your mind or were you like, you know, I don't know, roofing is a tough gig? Because I'm sure there's other people out there, brother. They're like, I don't know if I want to get into that. Maybe it's my quote unquote dream or what I should do or what I'm passionate about, but it's going to be hard to get done. How did you go about that decision making? Um, yeah, I mean, starting the company in, in the vision that I had, it really didn't sound hard, honestly. Okay. Um, I had spent some time, you know, kind of behind the scenes, not actually out on a roof. Um, and I figured out what the customers weren't getting was our good experience. There was a lot of things that were lacking that I felt like I could improve on. And on the side of it as being like somebody, an installer, um, I felt that the companies were lacking on a lot of the respect and the pay that the, the installers doing the work needed. And so I felt like with those two things, I could build a huge team of people that respected me and I paid them well and they, they got what they deserved, right? A good paying job that could provide for their families, not just getting by. Like, I don't want to see my guys just getting by. They're out there killing themselves on a roof. Um, and that's where I was, right? 
So I never wanted to be there. Like I always had contractors owe me money when I subcontracted, always. Mm-hmm. They never paid me on time. I felt like I was funding their, their business, you know? Yeah. So on, on a twofold side, it's like, I know I can provide a better customer experience for my customers. And I know I can provide a better life for my uh, employees, the installers out there doing it every day. It was really just like, okay, let's go do it. And where do I start? Uh, the first two years starting the company, it was myself and I had a, a 1099 salesman who's currently my business partner now. I brought him on as a partner, right? And it was just the two of us. He was out selling jobs and I was out putting the roofs on by myself. I lost my entire crew from the year before because I was trying to scale away from doing subcontracting yeah. and to doing all of my own work. And so, yeah, the first couple of years, like, it sucked. Wow, to years. lose everything right there. There, I mean, I, I think about any business. There's an opportunity to lose. If you're a doctor, maybe you lose the nurses at your office. If uh, you're landscaping, you know, maybe you lose the guys that are working with you and next to you. And when that happens for you and you've got all those guys gone and it's just you, man, and you're waking up to do a roof by yourself. Yeah. What's going through Caleb's head at that point? Uh, I mean, God, I, I just, you know, I mean, I just turned up the music, man. I just turned up the music and I went to work because I just knew that if I build this roof, I'm going to go build the next roof. I'm going to build the next roof. Um, you know, I'm going to like, people are going to see that and they're going to hear that. And we're like, it's going to start to spread. And so literally that's what happened. Like even the guys that I previously had that, I, that had left, that they're all still working for me today. They all came back. I'm, I'm putting through my head right now. One day. Okay. You did it for one day, Caleb. Two days. Sucks. By day seven, day 30 doing a roof by yourself that takes a toll on the man's head i mean it's got i mean i can't i'm thinking first of all you you get you, you get your you get your head kicked in a little bit because you lost the crew right now it's just you got that i mean okay so they're they're gone but then you're like i gotta pick it up and do it myself right and you gotta do that consistently day in day out and people aren't willing what, to do that I'll tell you what man when the customers were running out of their house with a check because they were so happy, the job that I did, for me to go out there and do a full roof install in two days, tear that thing down and put a new roof on. Yeah, literally. The customers were running out of their house to hand me a check and then fill out a Google review. At that time, were you over-roofing? Yeah. This was 2017. Wow, that's special right there, man. Yeah, it was amazing, dude. Like, I love the retail side of it. You know, storm happened because the storm hit my market. And it's allowed me to grow. Right, which is great, but I mean, the retail side is it's it's so much more fun, enjoyable. Customers are better. Now I know you've done roofing before, obviously before 2017. Yep. But at that time, you have an opportunity. I'm going to call it an opportunity now, okay? To do a roof by yourself. Were there things you learned about you about the job that carry over to your growth today? Absolutely. Um, it was about clean, you know, being clean, uh, respect with the customer. Um. There was a lot of stuff that we did and providing an estimate like immediately, mm-hmm. all right? Showing up on time. Like there was a lot of really simple things that other contractors just weren't doing. Yeah. Um, but being clean and thorough and putting on a, a good roof and giving them a good product that they trusted from my company, that meant everything to them and to me. See, I bet you found so many deficiencies that you wouldn't like to, you wouldn't have found, let's say, if you were 
not the one putting on the roof. Like you mentioned the estimate or the, the, how quickly you were able to get something done because you were the owner. Well, now if you can empower people within your company to do the exact same thing, that customer can have a very similar experience to what they have with Caleb. Yep. That's, that's a powerful thing, man. I bet not a lot of roofers would even do that. I bet a lot of people, if you told them they had to go do the job of everybody within their company, or even the people that are putting on the roof or the people that are cutting the lawn, the people that are building the pool or the screen, the, the ones who are doing it, many, and at least I found brother, and maybe you see this are people that used to do it 10 years ago. And they preach to you about the fact that, yeah, I did it 10 years ago, but could you do it now? I mean, could you? Well, probably not. Or that you have no desire to. They've lost that fire in their belly to be able to step up and say, if it happened again to me, I'd go back and do it again. That's literally what happened. Because I, I, I was not roofing on the roof every day, like just prior to 2017. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make that decision to go back and do roofing, put my tool belt on and go get it done. I felt like that was the only way I could actually build a solid crew that I could trust to build the foundation for my company and for, and to provide that service that I needed for my customers. So that was tough. Like that was probably the toughest thing, right? Like going, okay, I got to get my tool belt out. I got to get my roofing gun out. I got to get my trailer, my tools, all that stuff. And I got to get out there and I got to start tearing off roofs and putting on shingles. You've heard us talk about Equipter on the show a number of times, but today we thought we'd do something different. I want to show you exactly what makes the Equipter such a special product. About a week ago, we were on a job site with Eustace Roofing in Central Florida, and I want to show you a quick video here of everything the Equipter was able to accomplish on that job site that never would have been possible without this machine. All right, let's go ahead and roll that tape, and we'll check out the Equipter. All right, now as you can see in the beginning right here, we had a home that has a backyard, and we need to make sure that we can get that debris from that backyard to the front. This would not have been possible without the equipment. You can see how it's able to navigate these small spaces, about a seven-foot gate right there along the right side of the home. Again, able to remove that debris because this machine is self-drivable. We didn't need to have anything in the back like a truck to pull this, so we're able to get right up to that dumpster that was located right in the front yard. Now take a look at how inventive this is. Um, if you've never seen the equipter in action, it's an absolutely incredible product for removing debris. One of the things I want to draw your attention to here, slide the gate itself. It actually slides back so that the equipter does not have to get right against the dumpster. The same could be said when the debris is being removed at the back of the home. You don't have to drive the equipter directly up to the side. That gate actually slides back so you can avoid hitting any kind of shrubbery or anything directly underneath the home. Now take a look at the amount of debris that is being removed. All of this would have had to been lugged across the home to the front where the dumpster normally would have been located. With the equipter though, that was not the case. Everything from the back immediately moved to the front, saving time, energy, resources, and money on the job. And as you can see right here, the equipter can easily drive back up to a truck, hitch itself right up, and be on to the next job. Again, this is gonna save time, energy, money, and it's gonna make jobs more profitable. So if you are removing debris, everyone, get with the picture and get with Equipter. Visit them over at Equipter.com. You will not be disappointed. Buy one, it's not going to be your last. Again, Equipter.com and begin removing that debris more efficiently. And now back to that episode. Yeah, I think back, to maybe you can relate to this. I'd like you to talk to my audience about that feeling. There was a time about three years ago um, where I had to take a step back, had to move out of a place, had to downgrade my life completely, whether it be a car, 
the place I was living, the lifestyle I had, and I had to take a step back. Um, and it was the first real time in my life where I had to go, I just had to take a legitimate step back in my life. It was mentally very difficult on me because I sat there and I thought, I'm not progressing. I just had to, I just had to regress in my life. And I thought, am I worth as much as what I was two years before that? I didn't feel worthy of starting a company over again. I didn't feel worthy of the rate that I thought I, you know, I should get for doing the work. I'd like you to speak to my audience about maybe that guy who's lost his job and he was a senior exec and now is having to go back to be a mid-level manager. How do you mentally deal with that there, Caleb, where you still have worth? Get up and get it done. Keep moving forward. You've done this. Talk to that man if you can or that woman out there. Yeah. So, I mean, I can tell you from my experience, like I've always wanted to go to the next level at any time I had a job, like not as a business owner. Um, I go in there and the first thing I do is identify like who's the next person in line. What are they doing? What can I do that's better than him? And like, if you're starting over, like that's what you should always be thinking about. Where am I at now? How am I going to level up? Who's the next guy in line? Whether it's your competition, like if you're a business owner, um, you just got to literally do the hard work of like writing it down, figuring it out. How am I going to get to the next stage? And yeah, the worth, the worth that you have is literally in doing the work, write it down, figure it out. What does it mean to you to go out there and level up every single time? So I don't think a lot of business owners do this and it's because they don't even know their own process. Um, you know, whether I, I, I love roofing, that's what we're here for, but I always say that it relates to any business. All right. How many doctors have actually gone through the process of somebody walking into their office, how they're greeted, what they write down. I noticed in roofing, I was out doing with somebody the other day, we went to an install. The lady was standing outside of the install, looking up at everything. And for some reason, this is what crossed my mind, Caleb, maybe I'm out of my mind, but one of the areas of deficiencies for roofing contractors is how they begin their install or their repair. Jason from Eustace Roofing, I think we both know. I went out to one of his repairs. The guy walks up to the door. He takes, lady answers the door. The guy takes his hat off. Hi, ma'am. I'm so-and-so. I'm from Eustace Roofing. I want to let you know that we're going to be out here. If you had any questions about what we're going to be doing, goes through this whole thing. Polite as can be. Doesn't step up into her face. He understands some social norms. Yeah. And now you've begun that job correctly. I've seen with other companies, they just get there and they go, hey, yeah, he said he was here today. All right, we'll get started. Put a ladder up and get up on top of the roof without letting them know what's going on. Sure. These little steps, these little deficiencies that people have, they don't even realize sometimes that they have them, brother. Um, but I love you write down what those deficiencies are. I bet if an owner went through their process, they'd find those deficiencies very quickly, but they're unwilling to do the work to get it done. Or they're ignoring it because they, yeah. they give themselves excuses like, oh, you know, I only have like three people in my office and, and uh, you know, I can't do that yet. Well, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, can't do that yet. You should be doing that. Everything that is customer facing in your business, you need to spend the most amount of time in identifying what you're doing wrong and you need to do right or where whatever other companies are doing right and figure out how to level that up. Everything that's customer facing. Right. When the when the phone rings and you're answering the phone, what are you saying to that customer all the way down to like picking up the last nail and you get your COC signed? Like, what does that look like? What is that? All the customer facing stuff, because that's the stuff that gets you more customers, gets you referrals. Everybody loves referrals, man. They're free and they're the best. Right. They don't yep. go and get three bids a lot of times if it's a referral. Yep. Absolutely right. You do the hard, boring work. Write it down. Figure it out. 
So you're starting to help people out with this, though. I mean, you've learned a lot the last six years, man. But what I like about you is that you did it yourself. You know how to do it. But what are you doing now, though, brother, to uh, start to begin to help other contractors? You're doing it yourself still, which I love. You're not sitting in your ivory tower. Um, talk to me about the university I've heard. Is that right? Um, you're starting something up. I want to know what you're doing out there. I'm interested. Um, so this is like Oberg Sales University. Yeah. We're, we're doing it at our own company because we know that like training, um, you know, like it needs to happen. And I like the concept of training constantly throughout the year for all things in the company, not just for sales. Um, but yeah, it's something in Minnesota, we have the off season, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're not out there trying to build roofs or sell roofs right now. There's snow everywhere. So what do we do? You send your salesman home and tell them to come back in March or April. That's ridiculous. So we're, uh, we're doing like a five week long training and we're teaching them all of the stuff about, you know, the products, uh, about the systems that we use, um, you know, the best practices for follow-ups, um, you know, being cordial on the phone, all this stuff, right? Like, yeah. And you're bringing in people to help with this. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that, man. You're bringing in experts. You're saying, Hey, listen, I ain't going to teach it all to you, but I got people who can. Yeah, so we got uh, Jessica and Molina from Ignite Results that came yeah. in. They spent a few days with the team. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I mean, they're getting them all the way down. Like, dude, there was tears. Yeah. Like, it was emotional. Some of the exercises that they did, um, absolutely fantastic. Literally, uh, they went around trying to give everybody, like, three adjectives to describe them. And it turned into – it wasn't just three words. Like they would identify a word and then they would explain it. And that's when like everybody just like everything just. So each melted. person would describe somebody else in yep. three words. Yeah. So like they took turns going around the room, right? Yeah. So one love that. person would sit there and they would either describe them with one word or two or two or three. Um, and they would just go around and do that with every single person in the room. Mm. I, I, I implore everybody to try it. Like get that's your management what, so team So simple, together. but interesting. Yeah. What? Because. Okay. So like we could do it right now. Right. Okay. So like if you think of one word that you would use to describe me, we don't know each other very well, but yep. um, I'm going to use consistent. And here's the reason I'm going to use it. I'm list I am a very emotionally up and down person. Like Hoffman, who does the audio for this, will have a headache because I'm going up and I'm down. I'm always moving away and in the mic and stuff because I'm emotionally driven. I watch you. It's consistently you're patient. I don't see you as being nervous. Your leg's not going like this. Mm -hmm. There's a consistency to that that I think people value. And so my first impression of you is going to be consistent. Okay. Good one. Good one. Um, so I love how thorough your podcasts are. You, your mind goes somewhere that I appreciate. And so like that thoroughness in the conversations that you have with the people is the best. Like the industry absolutely needs it. So I, I want to implore you to keep doing that because I think yeah. that's like a great niche that you have is like your ability to get in and get the information that nobody else is asking. This is a great, this is a great exercise, isn't it? Yeah. That's cool. I mean, true. I wonder if, you, God, now I'm going to think about this. I'm an emotional person. <laughs> Do you think maybe Caleb, it's because we're not saying it's only because, but there's a this contributing factor that we're men. Like how often do you go up to a guy, your boys, your best friend, you know, and just say, man, I think it's awesome that you turned your life around. Like I got my best friend, Nick, who lives here in Orlando. The man turned his life around. I mean, it was going nowhere, drugs, everything. The guy gets married to a beautiful woman who was a, my best friend in college, mm -hmm. um, one of my best friends, and uh, turns his life around in, in a short period of time. And now he's doing great. How many times do I really tell him, man, 
so proud of what you're doing, man. You turned your damn life around. Not enough. Sure. You know? I don't know if it's because we just think there's a pride factor. I, I don't know what it is, man. We never tell each other that kind of stuff. It's so important. We all want to be words of affirmation. So many of us love it. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to create that setting, though, because literally human nature is competitive at its core, right? So it doesn't matter if you're men, women, children. It literally doesn't matter. An yeah. animal. They're all, it's all a competition for you know as to the basis like we're trying to find our next meal i mean yeah we don't think about that anymore but yeah. every everything's very competitive so you have to create those environments and it takes people that are thinking differently to actually sit down and create those environments well shout out to jessica and that crew that's a impressively simple but yet effective exercise how much did that bring your team together man like people hearing that kind of stuff they're like i thought that guy really didn't ever listen to what i said or that lady didn't ever care about me or whatever it might be it i know it brought them together because i'm telling you like there was tears being shed um it was a pretty big deal we did something similar with management and people just like you learn more about how people actually perceive you and i think it starts out with like you know you have your own perception of yourself and then um there's how other people perceive you mm. and then i can't remember what the other one is sorry no, I, I use the same example when I'm creating content with contractors who are worried about how they look in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. And I ask him this, I said, how you perceive yourself or the next person or the next, every person you are ever going to meet is going to have a different impression of you. So even if you create the greatest video in the world, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people who think it's absolute crap. You're, wor you're so worried about what everyone's going to perceive you at. Not everyone's going to look at you different. Every single person you meet. So you better just look at yourself in a certain way. And let that be where you're confident at, because there's not going to be a same impression that anybody else has of you. Right. Um, and that sometimes is able to help people in front of a camera thinking, I look bad. I sound like I'm not very smart. I use too much ums and likes. Okay. Well, somebody might hear that, but there'll be another hundred people who hear just a beautiful person who is confident in themselves and who knows their business. Um, don't pigeonhole yourself into the negative. Right. Yeah. Right. We tend to. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people don't do the the content, you know, the media yeah. stuff. It's difficult for it sure. Is. I do ums and ahs. I hate it. Me too. <laughs> but people enjoy the stuff that I put out, and they're always they asking me for more. I feel bad because I am busy and I want to do the stuff. But yeah, I mean, like I'm trying to do more of that, um, get more of what I know out into the industry, um, reach out to more people, help more contractors um we're, we're starting some like mastermind groups kind of like low-key right now um i like that because people need more of you um i like your content i'm one of those people i like it i think there's something about you that is special um and much Thanks, different man. um this tends to be an industry of high strung people um big highs and big lows you i, I don't want to say i see something this is going to be a, a maybe a, a weird thing to say i've never said this but <laughs> You, you make good eye contact. Okay, folks, it's going to be weird. When I look into your eyes, though, I see there's some past pain behind it in my mind. I see some guy who's seen some crap, all right? And I, I see this certain calmness and almost pain behind it. And I think that makes you poised in a situation because I can see there's an intensity, but I, I keep on coming back to the word pain. Because you've been there. It's not there now, but it's there and it's been there. And you've worked through it. And if I can look at you, I'm like, man, this guy. I feel like if I sat down for a few hours and we had a few drinks, there could be some 
there there could be some dark stuff and there can be some really good stuff sure um and there there's a realness to that um i don't know where i was going with this but i think that that is needed in this industry it's not high strung it's not you know ups and downs there's somebody who says hey listen man i've had those ups and downs the pain that goes with them now i'm looking at you and i'm saying doesn't have to be that way maybe i can help you out with it maybe it's a conversation maybe it's an exercise that we can do um but there's more of that that's needed yeah i mean there's been a lot of good and bad right it's been a long road to get to where i'm at and i like i'm not i'm not even there yet so we're we're just kind of getting started i still feel like right yeah Uh, and that's something that's actually fun at my company it's like every year we get new employees and everybody's like oh i'm so happy i'm starting at the ground level you know and like the last year there was 10 people that said the exact same thing and i think that's awesome to see that you know people keep coming in and they're looking at a company that's growing and they want to be a part of that growth so i mean i don't know it's like i'm having fun man like just on the business side of it and what i'm doing um it's enjoyable right yeah there's a lot of pain from the past um you know falling off roofs and um i've had several different business partners doing roofing for like as a subcontracting model um like a few of them right and none of those guys are even in the roofing business anymore and ultimately i was like a like a less majority owner in those companies and so the vision that i was wanting to execute on back then i'd never really had a voice to do it so i like that you're finding that voice especially more on the, the content that you're creating um like i say i think it's a positive thing for everybody to learn and see somebody who can be successful not in an arrogant way and not in a way that is any way putting down others but rather trying to lift other people up and it doesn't come across to me there are people that create content that i look at them and i say it's completely disingenuous i can see right through the fact that you're creating this for one reason so that you can increase your own impressions and influence on other people Mm -hmm. i don't see that with your content which is why i wanted to seek you out today to talk to you more to see if it's even legitimate, but I feel that it is. <laughs> I mean, let's be, I mean, because, you know, I try to be on the show and I see some people that aren't. And I politely go, great seeing you, and that was it. Um, you are about as genuine as they come, man, when I see the videos and stuff. Very rare thing. Yeah, I'm real. Just hmm. another guy. Um, you know, I don't have it all figured out. Uh, definitely still learning, and I think that's something we all need to keep in mind. Yeah. None of us have it really all figured out. You know, and if we don't all have it figured out, like, be a student, right? Be teachable. And that, like, gives me a calmness that I can go up to anybody in the room and I can ask them a question and they can probably learn something about them or I can learn something about the industry. And I can use that to build my perspective to better help my employees and potentially better help people in the industry that are struggling. Contractors, are you still only offering two services? Repair or replace the roof. If you're like most contractors, unfortunately, this is still the case, but you need to get with the times and start thinking about roof rejuvenation. And if you are, then you need to be thinking about Ugly Roof. They are the only roof rejuvenation product that this show trusts, and it has been that way for a long time. The reason is simple, because roof rejuvenation works. Now, listen, I know you may still be on the fence about it. A lot of roofing contractors are. But here's another way, another advantage of roof rejuvenation you may not have thought about before. It's about getting yourself in front of more potential customers. Roof rejuvenation is a lower cost point. 
and it's a product that probably isn't being offered very much in your area. So when a homeowner sees an opportunity to rejuvenate their roof, they're going to give you a call. They're going to allow you to talk to them about your other services that you offer. And so while they may not be right for roof rejuvenation, isn't the power of getting in front of that person and being able to hopefully sell them on a good new roof or a repair that is needed, isn't that a powerful thing? Roof rejuvenation is what makes that possible. So while the product is amazing in and of itself, not every customer who calls to roof rejuvenation is going to qualify. And that is an opportunity for contractors to help homeowners out in a different way. So listen, roof rejuvenation is here to stay. It's not going anywhere, but you need it in your repertoire because nobody else is offering it right now. Replace and repair has been what it's been for years and years. But now with roof rejuvenation, you can set yourself apart from the competition in a very special way. Go over to uglyroof.com and become a vendor with them. That's uglyroof.com. Let them know that Patrick sent you over there. They're going to set you up. Ty, John, and the entire crew will take great care of you. Again, that is uglyroof.com. And now, back to that episode. Final two questions here for you, Ben. I'm interested in this myself. You've gone from, you know, where you were before. Now you get a little bit of success. You, get, you walk around here. People know who you are. They've seen you before. Your company back home, you're well, you're, you're known. Um, but you talk about being, a, you know, being teachable. Uh, how have you kept the fire to continue being teachable in a time where I don't think anybody would look at you and go, well, I just you know, blame you for wanting to be the teacher instead of the student. Um, it's tough to take a little bit of humble pie right there and continue to want to be teachable. Uh, has that been difficult for you? Have you ever had to stop yourself and go, whoa, 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 my head's getting a little big on this. Um, I, I need to get myself back down to ground level. How has that worked for you as, you, as success has come your way? No, man. Um, I just, I just know that there's, there's so much knowledge out there and every new person that I talk to literally builds my perspective and I'm not trying to use that knowledge for bad gain or anything like that. I'm not trying to use it to build like massive wealth or whatever. I, I literally just have this, this concept of like, what's my legacy going to be, you know, how am I going to leave this place uh, when I'm gone someday? And I want to leave something there for my employees, for my family, um, for my grandchildren, right. And like their family, Yeah. you know, I just want to, I don't know. I'm just here to like learn as much as I can so that I can use that and whatever energy I still have to like do more for future, the future. Right. Yeah, man. A legacy you want to live or you want to live on that is doing more for the future. Yeah. I like that. I don't think we can go wrong with something like that. Um, that's a great way to end the show here. Okay. I like that. A legacy of wanting to do more for others. Um, I need to aspire to do that more. Um, it is, uh, it's been a pleasure, man, sitting down with you here. It truly is. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but I like this stuff where I get to know somebody and actually like them. Um, <laughs> So this is great. Um, can you make me a deal and that of my audience? As you grow more, I'd love to have you back on next year. Yeah. Um, and, and hear about that. Because I think that your university you're doing internally is going to turn into something a lot bigger. Um, I think by this time next year, there's going to be something really fun that comes from that. Um, and I look forward to kind of seeing where that goes. And I think that the value of that is not quite yet understood what you're going to bring to the table. Right. I look forward to it. Appreciate All it. Right. Yeah, I'll definitely come back on. Please, man. man. Or, or I'll travel up there, man. I'll see you. I'm every now and then up there. Right on. Um, so I'd love to do that. It was great getting to know you as well, Patrick. Thanks, Appreciate man. It. All right, folks. Listen, um, I'll put some of his information right in the uh, comments section if you want to get a hold of Caleb. Uh, Oberg Roofing and Remodeling, okay? Um, an amazing guest, as you can hear, about as genuine as they come. And uh, thank you all very much for joining us. I think there's a lot to take from this one. Until next time.